Hello and thanks once again for tuning in to the Hurt Report with Jason White on the Reptile Living Room. And today we are talking about lizards on the loose, reptile smuggling, and of course my personal favorite was the uh, story about the 61 venomous snakes removed from the, uh, I think it was a single wide trailer, after the man was envenomated by one of his pet snakes. And uh, authorities went to the home with the warrant and, well, you'll hear the rest in the Herb Report. So Jason, how are you sir? I'm excellent, how are you doing? Doing well, doing well. So you let a bunch of uh, large lizards loose out in the neighborhood again, huh? No, I think Brian did. Furthermore, it's in uh, Manistee County, which I believe is right around his home area. Oh, there you go. There you go. Probably out there catching them right now. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, somebody released... Do we even know how many lizards are out there? Um, it looks like... Possibly three or four more. They've got. Uh, they've already captured a two-foot savanna monitor. Okay. Um, they, they believe maybe maybe three or four more are still on the loose. They mentioned uh, the monitors, tagus, and uh, redhead agma. Agamas, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So yeah, this was. Uh, authorities say these are released pets. Well, yeah, because they're, I mean, you know, red-headed agamas and tegus aren't naturally occurring in, in Missouri or Michigan, to my knowledge, anyway. But they're not escaped pets, they're released pets. I wonder how they're figuring out that they're released pets. I mean, is it because no one's come forward to find and say, hey, I lost, you know? Or maybe somebody did. Maybe somebody was seen and questioned. I, I, I don't know. They Right. Uh, other, short of, there's a bunch of lizards running free in northern Michigan. Details are just not there. Right, right. Man. You know, it just amazes me what people will do sometimes. I mean, if you don't, you know, if you can't care for your animals anymore, take them to the Humane Society or, you know, a local pet shelter. Local shelters, yeah. You know, even, they will take reptiles. They'll take anything. You know? Just, God, don't release into the freaking wild, man. No, you know, John, when we first started raising chickens, we got two roosters, and we can't have those where we live. And the local shelter took those, so if they'll take those, they'll take anything. Well, I know our local shelter will take reptiles all the time. Because mm-hmm. we used to get calls uh, when I used to work at the shop. You know, they used to call us when they'd get large snakes and be like, Hey, you guys got room for a snake? Oh, yeah. okay, sure, you know. <laughs> I mean, there's still some of them out there that are oddballs, but most of these, especially these smaller shelters and stuff nowadays, are no-kill shelters. Right, right. Very true. So, yeah, there's really no pe- no reason people to, you know, be releasing your captive animals into the into the wild and just, you know, yeah. No it's just, reason just, at all. Ugh, just really... Keeps me off big time. <laughs> you know, I mean, call me. You don't want them anymore. I'll even pay for shipping. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you have it. Call Jason White. He'll he'll pay for shipping. Problem solved. Now let me add to my to do list. Change phone number. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because now you're gonna get five billion phone calls. Oh lord. You, you know, John, we um. We've been talking, it's no big secret, we've been talking about a, uh, a reptile, um, a reptile society 
here locally. There, there's not one around here. I, well, I mean, there's one maybe an hour away, but there's none for our small community, which actually has a fairly high concentration of reptile keepers. Right. Only it's silent reptile keepers. Right. Um, and, and that's one of the things, uh, one of the ideas that's in the works is a... Um, like a rescue sort of sort of like like a reptile only shelter mm-hmm. sort of thing you know so um that that uh that comment about you know call me it might not be that false so right right so the other cold story that i like about you know fall into the stupid idiot uh category was uh the trent new jersey uh police department um <laughs> a guy evidently tried to violate a restraining order and uh, then used a python <clears throat> to threaten the officers, telling them that it was uh, poisonous. And uh, I guess the detective recognized the snake as a python and recognized that it wasn't poisonous, nor was it venomous by any chance, and uh, <laughs> basically wrestled him to the ground and took the snake away from him. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, they did point out that the snake was removed to a safe area, so that that's pretty cool that they didn't hurt the snake or anything. But I, I, I can't, I don't know, John. I don't know. What, I, there's got to be some sort of IQ test before you buy a snake. <laughs> you know, it, 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 it I don't just, know, man. There's. <laughs> it's never even crossed my mind to use a snake as a weapon or something. You know, it's. You wonder what people are thinking. Yeah, it's like, you know, next thing you know, somebody's going to rob a bank with a snake. You know, it's like, really, guys? I mean... <laughs> it's probably already been done. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, man. People just... People never cease to amaze me, Jason. I mean, they no, really, it, really it, don't. And it doesn't stop. And this is the... You know, this is the thing where our, our community as a whole, this is what we have to look forward to to fight things like this because, I mean, we don't want any regulations, but at the same time, we almost have to have some give to try to keep people like this away from our hobby. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Now, uh, the other interesting thing, I guess uh, British farmers breeding uh, Nile crocodiles now? Yeah, yeah. Meat, meat crocodiles. Oh, really? Yeah, he's breeding them to uh, sell the meat in his shop on his farm. Ah. So, it, you know, it, 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 it's good and bad. It's, nobody likes to see the lizard turned into food, but uh, it's better than taking them from the wild, I guess. True. True. Um, the, the biggest thing that stuck out to me in this story is he was told it couldn't be done. Now, I don't know why. I don't know if it's because of the climate there or something. Mm-hmm. But, uh... He was told it couldn't be done, and he, I think it was, he invested like 60 grand into a building to house the adults. Wow. And, yeah, he's uh, breeding crocodiles over there. Hmm. Proved them wrong again. Yeah. That's just amazing. And, uh, <clears throat> so now we're uh, back to the uh, releasing into the wild. I guess all- there was an alligator sighting in Goodyear. Uh, Phoenix, I guess, is where this neighborhood is at. Well, I guess there was three, three reports of um, 
an alligator sighting there. Right. And, uh... But no photographs, no anything. Yeah, no um, fishing game, or they, they don't believe it. Yeah. Um, they're looking into it nonetheless. Uh-huh. Uh, I... <laughs> You know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. That's, uh, you know, Arizona, alligators aren't supposed to be there. Right. That I know of, so. Yeah, definitely. So that's kind of odd. Huh. Yeah, it's just another case, uh, well, if it is a case of released, you know, pets into the wild, it's just another thing that, you know, our community, I don't know what to do, man, with our community. You know, it's like, there's always going to be people that make mistakes or don't think things through you know but it's like how do you weed those people out from the get go you know from the start I have a theory John you want to hear my theory sure but, uh, <laughs> um, okay you've got you've got a group of people yep. um, and, and, and let me use a stereotype again okay let's say you got some classic car enthusiasts okay okay and then you've got these uh, little Honda Civic enthusiasts, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. They're not part of the same community. Um, and and that, that's kind of the way I, I feel about it is, you know, we're part of a reptile community that loves what we do very much. Right. Um, and then you've got these uh, douchebags that are allowed to own reptiles, but I don't call them part of my community. Right, the casual owner, basically. Exactly, and I think the thing, there's no way, as you say, weed them out. There's no way we can do it. There's no way we can impose restrictions on them, not in the free America at least, and not on all of us. Right. So I think the best way to do it is to respond to stuff like this when it happens and let them know that, you know, this person is not representing us. Right. I, I, I think that that's our only our only recourse for something like this is to let the, the officials know, let the public know that there's, uh, you know, just because there's one bad apple doesn't mean the whole tree is bad. Right, right. All right, that makes sense. I, I can agree with that. But, uh... You know, because you really can't monitor, you know, casual ownership versus, you know, um, you know, expert or, you know, professional ownership. No, no, you know, you can buy this stuff on street corners nowadays. It's just, there's no way you can. Yeah, so there's really no way, like you said, to legislate, you know, with the casual owners without having it affect everybody. I, I mean... There's one way I can see where it might happen, but the problem, it, it would drive up cost, is the problem, and that is to, to hit the retail market and make the, uh, the retailers um, go through additional steps when they're selling reptiles to people. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's, it's, it's kind of the same theory as gun ownership. You can't just go out and buy one. You gotta take a test, you gotta get licensed, you gotta do all that stuff. Well, they do that for vet. Well, some I don't know if it's some counties or some states do that for venomous snake ownership. But you know, even then, look what happens. You know, people get bit because they get laxadaisical. You know, um, and, and these, if these people live in a state where there's uh, 
laws on uh, restrictions or, or registrations or licenses required for venomous snake ownership, then one of two things is happening. Either they're venomous snakes they have are being collected in the wild, or they're illegally buying them from a retailer. Mm. And if restrictions were imposed on, on retailers like that, you know, and again, how do you police something like that? But right. it, 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 it's just one of those things where, you know, a lot of people don't want to pay a speeding ticket so they don't speed. Yeah. So, it, it, and it goes right back to the smuggler that we were talking about. They, they don't use people. When people get caught, they're not used as an, as an example. Yeah, because what did that, uh, this is the guy, or people that were smuggling in turtles, right? This is the, the, yeah, the guy that smuggled turtles in through LAX, did a couple months, time served, he's free, gone. Unbelievable. Yeah, and, it, 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 and his accomplice is still waiting to be uh, sentenced and faces up to 20 years in prison. Jesus. Like, <clears throat> how, how is that even possible? I mean, you can do something like that, but... You know, I, I think within the wildlife community, smuggling stuff like that is it's one of the worst things. Right. And and just to do a couple months and then walk away. Yeah, that's bullshit. That's that's not you making an example. That's not teaching anybody a lesson. I guarantee you, within six months, you'll be doing it again. Chances are, be arrested again for doing it. Yeah, that's definitely quite possible. Just because he'll only do a couple months and then walk away again. Yeah. So, I think that's it. You know, it, it, it's... We don't hardly ever see any repercussions for mistakes and stuff, so it doesn't, it doesn't make some of these people think twice about doing some of this stuff. Right. And a, a lot of them, even if they do, you know these python bands and stuff it's a perfect example even if they know the repercussions they just don't care and I mean I can't tell you how many times I've heard uh, people say whether they're banned or not they'll still keep them yeah you know that's the I don't know if that's really a good thing or a bad thing I'm still <laughs> well, I, I, I think the regulation's a bad thing but I'm also you know Fortunately, a law-abiding person, and if there's something I can't legally keep, I'm not going to keep it. Right. So that that that's just the bottom line. I mean, I got a home and a family to care about. So if I can't keep pythons, then I won't keep them. Yeah, I hear you. And so there you have it. That was Jason White <clears throat> and John F. Taylor on the Herp Report with Jason White. And as always, you are listening to the Reptile Living Room. We do hope to see you back next week. Mm -hmm.